Welcome to Grails, a podcast by Alton Insights. My name is John Tunger, and on this episode, I'm joined by Brian Dwyer, president of REA, aka Robert Edward Auctions. They specialize in rare baseball cards and memorabilia, and he gives us a behind-the-scenes look of what it's like to own an auction house, and he shares the stories of current amazing assets that they have up for auction right now. It's a great behind-the-scenes look. So, an interview with Brian Dwyer. Let's get started. You know, I got my start collecting cards as a six-year-old. Uh, my parents bought me cards and and put me in my room and said, do with them what you may. And, and I, I became obsessed. And so then it was an easy way to get me gifts and keep me busy. Just buy me, buy me a box <laughs> of baseball cards. And so um, that was when I was six. And then when I was 12, 13 years old, eBay was really kind of coming on the scene pretty strong. And I kind of became obsessed with the idea that I could sit in my house in upstate New York and buy cards from a guy in California to put in my set or sell cards from my duplicates pile to a guy in Florida. And, uh, you know, I did all this with the supervision of my parents, but it really expanded my collecting horizons and, and kind of got me hooked on the whole buying and selling aspect of, of the business. And uh, people in my circle got familiar with the fact that I was into baseball cards and that I was experienced with eBay. And so they would come to me and say, uh, you know, how do you how do you recommend that I sell these cards or, or could you sell them for me? And so I actually started submitting cards to PSA in 1998. And, uh, and I continue to do it to this day. (laughs) So I got a real uh, early taste for the business with PSA and grading and eBay and auctions. Um, when I, when I was 12 and 13 years old. And so I've kind of just followed that throughout my career, um, personally collecting, buying and selling on the side. And then when I was in school, um, you know, college, I, I had a decision to make about what I was going to do. And I thought that my degree in finance would set me up really well to become an investment banker. And then <laughs> we had the financial economic crisis of 2008. And so oh. there was no such thing as uh, catapulting right from your your senior year of school out into a cushy investment banking job. Those kind of all disappeared overnight. So I decided that I would try and bridge the gap between my college graduation and uh, the the bounce back in the economy by seeing what I could do with baseball cards. And so I got a job at SGC, the grading company, and um, that was a, a great experience for me. It got me exposed to a lot of different people and, and types of cards and parts of the industry that I had not been familiar with before. And I stayed there for three years and I became even more hooked and obsessed than I had been in the past and, uh, and just decided at that point that I wanted to make this a career and I would follow that path however I could. And so I left SGC because I missed the buying and the selling and I started my own auction and that company was a company called Sterling Sports Auctions that still operates to this day by the mm-hmm. gentleman that I sold it to. Uh, and then in 2012, I was hired to work at Robert Edward Auctions. Um, and that, hard to believe, was a decade ago. 
but I joined the company as a consignment director and I was responsible for bringing in material. And it was a small company. It was only three employees and the founder. And so again, I got exposed to a lot of different people and elements of the business and uh, got my hands really dirty in, in every part of the auction business. And I loved it. And, and I really got a rush out of never knowing what was going to be on the other end of the phone and what we might get to sell and Wagner's and Ruth rookies and mantle rookies and just things I had never been exposed yeah. to before. And so that was really cool for me. And when I joined in 2012, they were doing one auction a year. We were able to expand it to two auctions a year. And then in uh, late 2015, the founder came to me and said, I'm thinking about retiring. And uh, he offered me the opportunity to purchase the company from him which I gladly accepted. And that deal uh, came to fruition in January of 2016. So here we are a little bit more than six years later. And uh, that company, or my company now, has grown from two auctions a year to 10 auctions a year. We wow. have uh, eight, 18 employees. We're in three different states. We, we're, really, um, we're really in with both feet, so to speak. So... We're, we're loving what we do. Thankfully, people like what we do and the services that we provide. And um, I'm still having just as much fun as I, will, as I was when I was six years old. How much of that growth did uh, came during like the whole crazy COVID bump um, from the number of auctions to the number of staff that you actually had? Because that is rapid growth in a couple of years. Yeah, it's been tremendous to watch our business grow. I would say that like many companies, we were steadily growing from 2016 to 2020. Um, and then in 2020, when the pandemic was upon us, we didn't know which direction it was going to go. And we had some some serious conversations internally about you know, what, what do we think is going to happen? We had an auction scheduled to start uh, three weeks after the country went into lockdown. So we had some really tough decisions ahead of us. But thankfully, as we now know, uh, our industry exploded. And so looking back on it, um, we had three auctions in March of 2020 per year. Now we have 10. Uh, we huh. had we had eight employees in March of 2020. Now we have 18 so um, our business revenue has doubled from March of 2020 to uh, the end of 2021. So yeah, the pandemic really lit a fire under our industry. And then for REA, really um, catapulted us to where we are today. That is crazy. I mean, congrats, number one. Uh, do you ever get the guy who retired like texting you just like, I cannot believe this happened. Like, this is crazy. You know, he's got to feel a little FOMO, right? Well, look, he he had been in this from uh, 1974, probably. And so he saw things that we could only dream about today. You know, Wagner, right. uh, T206 Wagner's walking into a show and being sold for $1,000. Um, you know, so he, <laughs> he was he was on the ground floor of the hobby. And he has experiences that, again, you and me and anybody else could only wish would happen today. Um, I think that he would look back on his time in the industry and say he had a very good run and no one could have predicted that this would have happened. And it probably could have just as easily gone the other way. So uh, I, I think he would and I do still stay in touch with him. I think he would say, you know, good, good for you. Good. <laughs> um in terms of like business strategy wise, I mean, even just crazy 
the auction house, all auction houses have been getting so much attention, right? You have someone like a golden getting acquired by collector's universe, right? That's now working with PSA, the company you've been submitting cards to, you know, for so long. What is it like to be in this industry? Um, and how do you kind of like differentiate yourself strategy wise to say like, Hey, this is why you should come to REA. Yeah, I mean, this this is a very exciting time to be in the industry. And as you alluded to, I, I've been a part of it, uh, albeit not at, at this level, but I've been a part of it for for nearly 25 years. And so it's been great to watch. It's been great to experience. When I look at the auction house ecosystem, so to speak, you know, there's a lot of companies in this space um, and and a lot of them have their own specialties and their own little niches. I think REA has always differentiated itself um, by reputation and by service. Yeah. And so those are two things that we really pride ourselves on. Reputationally, we're extremely strong. We have a reputation for trust. We have a reputation for honesty and integrity. And we've always prided ourselves on doing things right for our clients, both on the buying side and the selling side, and uh, representing ourselves and our clients and our material very well and very strongly. Um, and then level of service, you know, we've always taken the approach that we are a small business. So we do great revenue and we sell phenomenal items. We sell baseball cards for $6.6 million dollars. But we know our clients and we know their wants and their needs. And you're just as likely to get me on the phone as you are one of my employees. And I'm in the office every day. And, you know, people appreciate that level of familiarity with with their consignments when they're selling and uh, with their bids when they're buying. And so I think that that's always made REA very strong company and serve to differentiate us in what can be a crowded field. Yeah, I think um, for people like us who, you know, think about this stuff all the time, um, it's easy to forget even some of like the lingo that we talk about is very confusing. So for someone who might be um, listening to this, not knowing, hey, what, what if I wanted to send a card in for auction, right? Uh, what does consignment mean? Can you explain just some of the basics of like, we come to you guys and we say, hey, I've got this awesome card. How does that, what does that deal look like? What do you do for me? Yeah. So one of the things that I explain to people who are, are either not familiar with what I do or, or our industry is that essentially we're like real estate agents for sports cards and memorabilia. So mm -hmm. when you are looking to sell your house, you enlist the, the help of a realtor because they are able to market your house in, in a way that's much better than you could do it. And they have a book of clients that's much greater than you would have if you went out and did it on your own. And they have expertise to know that it's being um, marketed correctly and priced correctly. And, and really, you know, you're, you're leveraging their expertise. And so that's really what the auction houses, at least REA, does for clients. If you have a sports card or a piece of sports memorabilia that you're interested in selling, you'll come to us to leverage our experience, our knowledge, our clientele to get you the most money possible. Uh, it's very daunting for a lot of people to even consider selling things themselves. You know, uh, how do I how do I list yeah. it on eBay? How do I ship it? How do I make sure it's insured? How do I vet my buyer? How do I collect payment? How do I know I'm not going to get ripped off? And so we take all that guesswork out of it for people. And that's uh, extremely reassuring, especially for people that have no 
familiarity with our industry because they know that our reputation is strong and they're going to they're going to do just fine um, when when the auction's over. And so that's that's kind of our business in a nutshell, really representing items for people that that could not or do not want to do it themselves. Especially when we're talking about uh, six million dollar cards, right? You're like, I need to send this into an expert. So, is that the craziest card that you've seen that that T two hundred six that went for that much, or uh, what is the craziest thing that you've had come across your desk? Uh, so that that will always be a career highlight. You know, we have been very privileged and lucky to have handled over a dozen of the T two hundred six Wagners in the time that I've been at the company. And um, I don't take any of them for granted, but certainly the opportunity to sell that $6.6 million card, which as of today remains the record for a sports card, was amazing for someone like me who's loved vintage cards for so long and who's been in the hobby for for as long as I have been. Uh, That being said, uh, when you talk about crazy items or when you talk about cool items, you know, we've we've sold the, the ball that Carlton Fisk hit in the 1975 Game 6 World Series, uh, the famous wow. waving it fair. We, we sold that ball. Uh, that was something that was just immensely cool for me. We sold uh, the shoes that Muhammad Ali wore in the Rumble in the Jungle. Uh, amazing wow. piece of history. Um, and so, you know, on the trading card side, we've, we've sold more of the Baltimore News Ruths than any other company in existence. And Anytime you see one of those, of which there are maybe 10 known to exist, you just cannot help but be in awe. So Wagners are great, and I love them, and they'll always have a special place in my heart. But there are some items that we've been very lucky to handle that uh, are probably cooler. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, and you guys even have a uh, Wagner right now. It seems to be like one of the the big item in your current auction. Um, Talk about that. What's the story behind that? I mean, it's... uh, it's been altered, so some people might not know what that means. What's the story with that card? Yeah, so this this is lot number one in our current auction, and it is a PSA authentic altered, which means that the card is undeniably authentic, but it has had some alteration after the fact done to it. And in this case, it's pretty obvious when you look at it that it's missing three of the four borders. So somewhere mm. along the way, someone cut these three borders off this card, which precludes it from getting a numerical grade. Um, We've been able to track this card back with relative certainty to the 1970s. One of our clients provided us with an ad that he found in the course of his research that this card was described in uh, the late 1970s as being part of an auction. Uh, There were auctions even back in the 1970s. Uh, as part of an auction in New Jersey for this this card. And we don't know much about where it went from the 1970s up until uh, the, the mid-2000s, 2010 era. Um, yeah. But we do know that eventually it was sold by another auction house in 2019 for $540,000. And then our, our, the buyer at that auction became our seller in this auction. And he's poised to make a pretty nice return in a pretty short order. I'm trying to look it up right now to see what the current bid is. 
you might know what it is off the top of your head. I don't know if this yeah, is so that the, you're, uh, the, you're yeah, the current, <laughs> yeah, I'm watching that one pretty closely. So the current <laughs> bid, as you and I are talking, is 750000 and that's wow. before our 20% buyer's premium. So the 20% buyer's premium is something that every buyer in our auction pays on top of their bid, uh, which brings us to an even 900000 So. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, this is proving the old adage that people don't lose money on Wagner's to be true. Right. I mean, and that's, uh, 750,000 with more than three days left. So, right. Are you, how do you guys do your auctions? Are people kind of putting in their bids and then it goes into an extended bidding time or, or how do you guys do that? Yeah, that's correct. So we run the auction for 16 days. We solicit, Mm -hmm. Uh, initial bids from people for that time period. And then on Sunday night, you will uh, at 9 p.m. be barred from bidding on new items, but encouraged, obviously, to continue bidding on items that you've already qualified on. And yep. from 9 p.m. to midnight, it'll kind of be the the duking it out period, so to speak, where mm-hmm. everyone who has qualified on an item can bid and they know that at the end of the night, uh, high man will win. So we have at this moment 54 bids on the Wagner, which means theoretically as wow. many as 54 people are, are qualified to bid on Sunday. So we're expecting the card to get significant action um, come this weekend, but you know, who knows where it'll end. Right. That's the fun part. I mean, I'll definitely be watching. I I see multiple bids here or sorry, multiple uh, items that if you say you don't have, you know, over a million dollars plus to to buy the Wagner. Uh, there's a ton here with that. Their current bids are at 200, 500 um, for awesome vintage cards. What are what are some other items that might even be a bit more achievable uh, for for the average person? Yeah, so that that's the beauty of our auctions and our our offerings have only expanded in the last eighteen months. Again, post well during pandemic, we we added that that slate of additional auctions where things start as low as $10 because we realized that there were a lot of people coming into our space and they didn't have the experience or the confidence or the knowledge to jump right into a big auction, but they wanted to be involved. And so we added these smaller auctions to encourage that. And uh, we've just seen tremendous crossover in, in buyers and bidders between the two auctions as people get more comfortable. Uh, but in this current auction, yes, to your point, there are, there are items that are a couple hundred dollars. Um, you know, you could buy, you could buy a Yankees signed ball from one of the nineties championship teams for a couple hundred dollars, or you could buy a Mike Trout signed photo for a couple hundred dollars. Um, and then if you want to spend a couple thousand dollars, your, your options expand. So we Mm -hmm. sell everything from cards to autographs, tickets, photos, unopened boxes, packs, jerseys, bats, uh, you name it. Anything in particular that uh, has you geeking out on it? You know, I I look at this auction and I'm kind of impressed, if I'm being uh, honest, at the variety <laughs> in this auction. Um, so some of our auctions – you know, we can't just go down to the store and, and buy uh, a thousand vintage pieces of sports memorabilia or, or sports cards. So every time we're building an auction, we are relying on our consigners and our clients to to bring us their items. And we never know exactly what shape an auction is going to take. Um, mm-hmm. This auction, I'm very pleased and, and happy with the, the variety. And so I think we have some great 
um, unopened packs and boxes. We have over 300 items of unopened sports cards and non-sports cards. I think we have some tremendous photos. We've got uh, uh, Charles Conlin photos and Paul Thompson photos that just are amazing. Um, and we've got great bats. You know, we're, we're not necessarily known for our game use memorabilia, but we have Oh, an amazing Roberto Clemente bat and a, a great Hank Aaron bat in this auction. Um, and so those those Aaron and Clemente bats are probably two items that I don't get to see as frequently as as maybe other people do that I'm I'm really uh, I'm really impressed by. For someone who's been in the, the industry for so long, um, we definitely have some listeners that are newer to the space are always looking to find some sort of edge. Um, and candidly, this is kind of like an invest in these assets and make money on them situation. What are, uh, are there, you know, certain things that you're thinking about that you're seeing the industry develop where you're like, Oh man, there might be an edge here. Or if I was just getting in, I'd be thinking about this. What are some, uh, some piece of advice from someone who's been in it for so long that you could give. When it comes to investing in items in this industry, I've always taken the approach of true scarcity over over manufactured scarcity. And so I have always gravitated towards mm. items that are truly hard to find rather than those items that are uh, a card manufacturer is telling me is hard to find or a card manufacturer mm. could – could um, deliberately make hard to find or or control who can find it. And so that's what's mm -hmm. really caused me over the years to gravitate towards vintage because all that stuff was manufactured during a time where nobody thought these would ever be worth anything. They were manufactured because people liked them, loved them, wanted to play with them, whatever the case may be. And so I think that people who are coming in um, should consider looking at the older stuff and thinking about what's truly rare and understand that they're not going to make more of them and understand that someone like Babe Ruth or Mickey Mantle or Ty Cobb or Honus Wagner is not going to wake up in the morning and and uh, be arrested or, or break his leg or tear his Achilles. You know, these are guys who are very tried and true and their items have withstood the test of time. And, uh, and, you know, think about, think about them. You, you didn't have to be alive to see Babe Ruth, uh, play to appreciate Babe Ruth, just like you didn't have to be alive right. to understand the greatness of Da Vinci or Michelangelo. And so there are names in this industry that will, in my opinion, transcend time and transcend generations. And so think, think about those types of guys, the true blue chips and, and I think if you spend your money on them, and especially if you're looking at this as an asset class or as an investment portfolio or part of an investment portfolio, um, those guys will serve you well. Um, I do think that there are elements of our industry that are still yet untapped. I think vintage photography has a lot of room to grow. I think yeah. game used memorabilia. Yeah, I think game used memorabilia has a lot of room to grow. I think it's amazing that you can buy a bat that Hank Aaron held in his hands and very likely clubbed a couple home runs with for a fraction of what a high grade rookie card goes for. And, uh, you know, there's a much smaller quantity of those bats than of the rookie cards. So right. those are two those are two areas that I'm really excited by. And I'm excited to see how they grow and develop over time. Um, so that, that's my two cents. I love it. That's really good. The, the 
vintage photos. Um, I just keep hearing that's something that like keeps in every interview comes up more and more without people really like pushing it on their own. So I think that's something to to kind of keep keep tabs on. Um, anything else before we go that you want to tell the people? Uh, want to promote? You know, not that I can think of. I mean, I could I could give you the the standard sales pitch that we're always accepting items for future auctions, and uh, uh, you can go to our website, robertedwardauctions.com. But other than that, I think we covered a lot.